0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Success Without Stress' podcast, Stress Free. Uh, we're back for episode three. And um, yeah, so this episode is just going to be about sleep uh, in terms of the things that we'll talk about. Uh, you know, we'll touch on topics such as what sleep means to students, uh, how getting poor sleep can affect a person physically and mentally, and just sort of how to sleep well in terms of hours of sleep as well as quality. And sort of how it ties in with yoga and meditation and, you know, the links between the two. And yeah, so before that, I just want to acknowledge, just state the Ryerson's, Ryerson land acknowledgement. Toronto is in the Dish with One Spoon territory. The Dish with One Spoon is a treaty between the Anishinaabe, Mississaugas and Haudenosaunee that bound them to share the territory and protect the land. Subsequent indigenous nations and peoples, Europeans, and all newcomers have been invited into this treaty in the spirit of peace, friendship, and respect. So, um, without further ado, uh, we have a couple of new guests on the podcast today, and um, so I'll just I'll just let them introduce themselves. Uh, Amanda, do you want to kind of go first?
1: Yeah. So thank you so much, Michael, for having me. Or Mike, um, my name is Amanda. I'm a fourth-year HR co-op student. Um, doing a minor in economics, and I'm the current president of the Ryerson Campus Lions Club. Um, I knew Michael from high school, and um, we've I guess we've connected over the years when he's been involved with student groups, and I saw that he's a part of SWS, and I thought that was a great way to kind of collaborate and uh, unite our audiences together. So I thought, you know what, I think it'd be pretty cool to come speak on a podcast. I wasn't too sure about the time what the topic was, um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about sleep, and thanks for having me, Michael. For sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it over to Meryl now, um, who's also from RCLC. So, hey Great.
2: guys, um, uh, my name is Meryl, and I'm a second-year marketing student, and hopefully going to minor in French. And I also go, I also work in RCLC alongside of Amanda as. RCLC's Outreach Director, and I am the current co-president of Ryerson University Table Talk. And I happened to stumble upon this podcast, thanks to Amanda. And I thought it'd be useful to listen in as someone who doesn't get as much sleep as I want to. So happy to be here.
0: Great. Thank you guys for introducing yourselves. It's amazing. It's a great pleasure to have you know guests from another student group and you know just to connect and um yeah it's great to you know start episode three so we'll just kind of there's one kind of main question that I wanted to ask in terms of like sleep in general but just like how it relates to you so in terms of how much sleep you get um the quality and kind of how it disrupts or you know how it affects like your life in terms of, you know, physically and mentally. Um, that's like the main thing that I want to kind of start off with. So Amanda, if you want to, you know, just,
1: just jump right into it about sleep. Just yeah, right sure. <laughs> um, my relationship with sleep over the years have changed. I would say as a kid, mm-hmm. um, was very strict about my bedtime. Like slept at like nine or ten, and then would wake up at like seven to go to school. Right um but with university it that that schedule just threw out I just threw it out the window um I would sleep (sighs) at 12 sometimes one if I was working late on something it was just really hard to get up in the morning but I think when we had that commute to go to Ryerson because I lived an hour away I'd like if I had a 9 a.m I'd have to wake up at 7 and leave the house by 7 30 to make it on time um I don't personally drink coffee or intake a lot of caffeine um so I don't know how I stay awake anyway so I just I get tired um, as a student, I know we're just grinding hard, and we don't get a lot of sleep. Um, but sleep quality-wise, um, I used to wake up also a couple times in the middle of the night. I think that was also due to stress. Um, so I wouldn't say I do have the best. I don't have the best sleep quality. Um, but I'm definitely trying to figure out how to get better sleep. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to hearing what kind of resources we have to share today, and um, kind of learn more about what is sleep and how to get good sleep.
2: Yeah, and I'm also, I have this, a similar conundrum to Amanda, like her, um, when I was younger, used to be pretty good with my sleep, and my parents used to be really strict about my bedtime, um, like making me go to bed at 7.30pm every day, until I was in like, for a very long time, let's just say and once i got freedom over my own schedule i feel like my sleep schedule got out of hand to say the least and so i i'm well, i want to get better and just improve the quality but right now most of the time um my own thoughts and my phone seems to keep me from getting into it right away <laughs>
1: the worst what about you mike
0: yeah so to answer my own question it's it's kind of it's it's similar to you guys but i think that when i was younger i i also didn't have such a strict um sleep schedule like i i think probably throughout high school I, i was still sort of staying up until you know midnight and a bit past midnight sometimes even a bit later even if i had um you know school the next morning at you know 8 eight forty was it yeah eight forty 840, eight forty five nine o five something like that and um just in terms of that and trying to stay awake throughout the day it was just like it wasn't fun but i think for the most part um whenever i got home sometimes i would nap a little bit mm-hmm. um 15 20 minutes which is another topic in terms of like napping and stuff but I feel like nowadays it has been very, very inconsistent. Like I, I probably sleep basically whenever I'm tired, <laughs> and <laughs> right, which is which, right? Like that doesn't sound very good in terms of like if I'm tired at 11 p.m., then I'll just try to sleep at 11 11 p.m. 11:30 after looking at my phone, and if sometimes I'm not tired, sometimes I'll stay until stay awake until two, three. Um, even four or five sometimes in terms of how severe it gets oh. and and whatnot but that's the thing in terms of like my courses yeah. that's why I tried I tried to over the years I've gone to kind of realize what I'm doing and how it can affect my courses so in, in terms of just like trying to have a better schedule mm-hmm. I would take courses that are take classes that are more like later on during the day just because I like I know it's Something that's kind of difficult for me to just kind of change, and yeah, it's been it's been a little wild.
1: I think I'm the opposite of you because I would mm-hmm. actually purposely book my classes at nine, like no way mm. eight a.m. The commute too early, Mm-mm. but like nine a.m. Like, okay, that means I have to wake up at seven. And I think what helps was um, having my parents be accountable for me too, because I would take the bus with my dad, so he was actually the one who used to wake up every day commute to work so like I would actually go with him on his commute so he would like he'd say like go to bed early like we have to wake up early the next day to like go to your 9 a.m class so it was really helpful to have someone else be in charge of your schedule I guess in a way um so that was how I really pushed and became a morning person or like try to at least follow a decent schedule um even now I'm working on, I'm on co-op right now. So um, I like to try to start my work at 8.30, but then I can like slowly start mm-hmm. to roll out of bed at 8. But at least like I know mm-hmm. I have to be like, I have to open my computer at 8.30, um, having that routine. Um, but it's really hard. Like in the, during the winter break, I would sleep at like two or three because I knew like, you know what, eventually I will fix my schedule. And like, Korean dramas, mm-hmm. just Korean dramas just ruined it for me. Like, honestly. Ugh. Honestly. <laughs> like, what can you do? I know. You know. um,
2: I I wish I could say like I'm doing something to keep myself accountable right now. But honestly, I feel like I've gotten worse since last semester because most of my classes were well, not most, but a good part of my classes were morning and now they're almost exclusively afternoon and evening. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really weird because I'm actually naturally a morning person. But my, I I've caused myself to become this person who just like stays up late all the time. So, mm.
0: yeah. That's very interesting. I wow. Hmm. I have so many things I want to say in terms of, especially the K drama thing. You know that I kind of, you know, kind of understand in terms of how episodes are really long for most K dramas, and I think. Just, like, binging on those kind of consistently is uh, not very good. But, you know, it's in terms of, like, what can you really do? Like, the show's doing a great job keeping me hooked. So, I mean, I just got (laughs) to Okay,
1: here's the thing, though. uh... Like, I was Mm -hmm. in a webinar last week. Um, It's part of our learning development week at work. And one of them specifically focused on sleep. And he said, one of the tricks they need to do is turn off autoplay on Netflix that will really help you if you're staying up late and trying to watch a series, catch up on it. Turn off autoplay because, you know, maybe you're sleepy halfway through and you're like, maybe one more episode. You don't have autoplay on, so it won't actually start playing the next episode. And then that's your cue to say, maybe I should actually take a break and go to sleep. I haven't tried that yet, Mm. but I might. (laughs) And I think that'll be really helpful in making that vicious cycle stop.
0: Right. That's, That's a very interesting tip. I feel like that would work. The only thing I do want to say in in terms of like all tips, I think in regards to sleep is that unfortunately, it's very tricky to to kind of have that motivation and and actually follow through with certain tips, like like kind of setting the temperature right to to get better quality sleep and kind of making sure that you sleep at a certain time. You know, not looking at your phone and eating. Not, I feel like. two or three hours Mm -hmm. so not eating at a certain time frame before you sleep and things like that i think especially you know adding to that is the the netflix turning off autoplay i think those are very good tips it's very difficult to to stay consistent and to actually when you do it to really get a grip of it and and actually kind of take action Mm -hmm. so i think that that's the thing is that that's such a really that's such a good tip in terms of just like how you would approach Netflix is obviously autoplay is just something that's default. It's just like that, mm. and you just you just keep going. But I guess
1: it, it's a small things, yeah. you know. And my biggest takeaway it from is. that whole webinar is micro yeah. changes. He kept on saying, "Be aware and be deliberate, um, mm-hmm. and aim for those micro changes that you can make in your life to hopefully integrate that fully and turn it into a routine." So one of the one of the other tips one of the other tips that he said was to also like wake up fifteen minutes earlier every day, or try to set a goal by the end of this week. I will try to wake up like fifteen minutes earlier from this time, and you slowly roll back the time. You should be able to wake up earlier. So again, it's like a gradual micro change to your routine that can be achievable.
0: Mm-hmm. I think my doctor mentioned thirty minutes. I think that was either, you know, fifteen thirty in terms of like having a set kind of goal to go for, mm-hmm. which I've actually tried. And it's it's worked for those times that I've that I've tried. But in terms of just over time, I kind of relax and then fell back on it. But it actually does work like moving it slowly. Like if you if you have the motivation to, to keep doing that in terms of how, how you know, sleeping late. Um, can affect someone in terms of your energy and and your mental state. I think it's 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 something that everyone should try, if especially for most students, in terms of you know, mm-hmm. pulling all nighters, studying the night before exams and things things like that. We already know kind of just with assignments. Sometimes it's uh, it's unfortunate with procrastination and all that. So I guess I kind of want to ask now, what have you guys? personally done to kind of just have better sleep and what's like what's actually worked for you and like kind of just your experience on it I just want to say
1: um I can go first Nero you don't mind okay um I sure I think it was a small little thing at first but I was like I was really irritated with my window so my window, your window? my window had okay not my window but my blinds So in my room, there's this window Mm. and like my bed would face the window directly. So in the morning at like 6 a.m., like light shining into my eye and I was like, oh, why? Like, and if I slept at like two, it's not enough sleep. Like Mm. I would just wake up because it's just bright and like the blinds wouldn't close all the way. Mm. So it'd be dark in your room. So I bought a tiny little like eye mask to sleep with and I've kind of like ingrained it into my routine. Now that right before I go to bed, I put my eye mask on and like somehow I knock out. So that like kind of signals my brain to say it's time to go to bed. And I've been doing it for the past like two, three months now. Um, It's been really helpful to kind of signal my brain that this is part of the routine. I need to go to sleep now. Um, And then I think even going before that, um, before, I know when I wake up, I will actually make my bed. And then when I go to sleep again, like doing that kind of routine, having that kind of structure to say, okay, now it's time for bed. I'm going to put my phone here. I'm going to put on my eye mask. Maybe i do some reading before and then, like, close the blinds and then make sure everything's kind of dark in the room and make sure that the temperature is, like, kind of warm. Also not really. Um, and that's what I kind of do to – that's my sleep schedule kind of routine there.
2: For me, um, something I'm trying to do and have done on and off is – Um, I'll usually set a time for when I want to fall asleep, but I'll try and get into bed about 30 minutes beforehand and I'll try and just let my body relax, maybe read a book, just stay away from my phone. And usually, I mean, I I do love reading, but there's something about reading a book that just helps me relax and fall into, fall into some good sleep. So that's something I'm trying.
1: Mm -hmm. One more thing, um, I set my phone on, I think, at, like, 12, 10 a.m. So, so 12, 10 a.m., I have, like, a setting that I automatically turns into grayscale. So that's also a signal that if I'm on my phone late at night, it turns into a grayscale. There's no color, and I'm like, it doesn't look that appealing on my phone screen anymore. So I just put it aside, and mm-hmm. I'll fall
0: asleep. That's very interesting. That, yeah, because I think certain things in terms of... I think, the honestly, the main thing... It's just the phone. It's it's you know, just going on YouTube, just, you know, texting your friends or whatever and just kind of you know, Netflix and all that. There's so many like, you know there's so many things on your phone in terms of just like what you can do on it and how comfortable it is, especially kind of just holding it on your bed, which is it's 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 not great. It it really isn't <laughs> in terms of just like for me personally it's been it's been very very difficult to let go of that so I'm just kind of kind of trying to cope with it and, and turning on um the blue light filter to make it like yellow light and you know to lower my brightness as much as possible and you know, sometimes actually most of the time I I do like kind of listening to maybe jazz or something something soft in terms of just music to sleep I know that's that's something that I do I, I don't know if that's something that would be recommended but that's something that I do in terms of just listening to you know just something, something chill and something relaxing in terms of you know just having that in the background I've, I've also the thing I want to mention is that I have also tried kind of like <laughs> listening to the sound of rain falling uh, the sound of yeah, the sound of kind of the what is it called? Like an airplane cabin? Okay.
1: I wonder
0: what that sound like? Which is strange, right? But but just <laughs> What, what just is so, an air sort of sounds like? That.
2: What does an air cabin sound like when
1: it's moving?
0: It's what yeah, when it's moving. So in terms of just just kind of like having cuz you know how when is when an airplane's hopping there in terms of the the cabin pressure, they, they there's like a Thing. Like
1: a light that goes off when you <laughs> seatbelt on.
0: That, yeah, that it's just very that listening to that and just like the air kind of flowing through and just kind of it being like a dark ambiance. It just I don't know the, something with that. I've tried it yeah. and, it's, and it's, been it's been good. That you know the times I've tried it, I don't do that anymore consistently. But you know, okay. it did it for me. And um I think yeah, we all have, sort of have our own thing, obviously, but. I want to kind of ask for for each of you um, kind of how long has each thing kind of worked for you and do you still do it today and how in terms of like the past year or, or past months or just like something that you've been only be, been able to do for like a week or something. Just like.
1: Um, Meryl, do you want to go first? Sure. So
2: my mm-hmm. book reading thing that's been on and off like throughout the years, even from like pre-high school days. Um, and so far I've been, I have a week streak going, so um, cheers to that, but it's mm-hmm. its more trying to find something that really sticks for me. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, the reading thing, um, I think maybe it's a new year kind of thing for me. So it's been probably a month or so. Uh, I personally also like to read, when it's like during the daylight so I just don't have to use like a nightlight I don't know I think it's easier on the eyes for me Um, but I use like the eye mask for the past couple months now and it's been working well Um, and then there was also another thing that I had done last year but I don't do anymore because I thought it was just so irritating but it worked well for me I'm a really big person on habits and reminders so I heard or I Mm. think maybe I've heard or I read somewhere that you should also set an alarm for yourself to go to bed So I had set an alarm for like 1030 for like a month, every day, um, 1030pm. And it would ring telling me or telling me to to go to sleep or get ready to prepare to get ready for my evening routine to go to bed. Um, It was really effective at first, because I'd be like in the middle of writing something. And I was like, Oh, my God, it's already 1030. Like I actually like should take the next half hour to get ready for bed. But then halfway through the month, I realized like, it would just be annoying, right? Like having to Having to schedule your life like that, to tell yourself to take in, uh, to, to go to sleep, I thought that was kind of irritating. Um, and I felt kind of drained that like, I couldn't mentally do it myself. I had to let my phone tell me that it was time for me to go to bed. Um, so like, in a way I didn't want to be that hard on myself. So I, I stopped doing that. But I think the eye mask thing helped. Um, reading occasionally helped. And I think the Grayscale was really effective. I've been using the Grayscale for the past year or so. Um, like set it around near a time you should be after going to sleep. Um, and then when it goes off or when it turns gray, just, yeah, it's time for you to go to bed.
0: Mm, that's interesting. I'm, I'm glad it's kind of working out for longer periods of time instead of kind of something that's you know, inconsistent on and off. I think that's, that's very good to hear. And as for myself, I, I think listening to music, it's like in terms of relaxing music or or cabin noise <laughs> or um <laughs> or the sound of rain, I think that's that's been that was only a thing that I did for maybe a few weeks at a time and then kind of on off and now i I don't even do that. I mainly just kind of um actually can i actually fall asleep mostly to Netflix, which is weird because i'll 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 pay attention and then and then I'll be like kind of getting tired and then just. I'll just start kind of ignoring it and then the process of ignoring it helps me kind of have that as background noise and then just kind of fall asleep to it. It's very weird. I don't believe I, I wouldn't say it's something common. I think that's kind of whenever I tell someone that it, it's sort of um, it's sort of brought up as a uh, something that's you know a little a little different but I think I've been doing that for probably the past year or so and it's Something that I consistently do and um
1: but but like you yeah. fall asleep to it, and like it keeps on playing because it has autoplay on it
0: it oh. does it keeps on playing, and it's kind of it's kind of just there, and then when i'm like let's say I'm on like season seven of something, and then by the time I wake up, I'm on like season eight season nine, and then like i'll just I'll just have to remember what <sighs> I what episode I was on before that, and then kind of just keep watching it, but yeah, it's very. It's it's a little silly, but for me, it works. And um, just kind of have that as background. I, I stress so out that's, that's when I
1: don't press pause. So I have to press pause before I go to sleep. Or else I'll be like, oh, what episode did I mm. end off on? But, yeah, okay.
0: Mm. Right. That's a lot of people.
2: I'm curious. Has anyone ever tried ASMR?
1: I had tried listening to this podcast called sleep meditation. So every day they would have like a different journey. They would read off of something. So a different journey in terms of the story they would read, like either they would be in a beach or in a forest and then he would do like ASMR talking, but then there's like a story behind it. And the purpose was for you to fall asleep. Um, I found it a little bit creepy after. I don't know. I
2: wish I the <laughs> for me. Yeah, I I've tried like looking up videos, but most of the time they just yeah, they seem a little scary to me. I can't get into it. I feel like it just keeps me up more than anything.
0: That's interesting cuz yeah, I think the sound of rain is a is a certain type of ASMR. I know there's there's other things like keyboard clicking, you know, eating um, food, eating pickles, <laughs> eating food, right? Eating crunchy pickles, Um things like that. I think are are most. There prominent.
2: are also some incredibly niche stuff on YouTube if you ha- if you put in the effort to find yeah. it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyways, so. I guess now, in terms of like in terms of your sleep, and the next question I really want to ask in terms of um, sleep is what what do you think um, so in terms of getting a poor night's sleep or getting good sleep, how does that affect your performance and um, productivity, your mood and, and all that? like what does it do to you? Okay,
2: so for me. My my issue is that if I don't get enough sleep, I will just straight up sleep through my alarm. That's that's what's happened ever since we got to um, we got to like lockdown, because in my mind, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. School's at home. It's okay. So I have to make Mm -hmm. sure I I sleep on time. It's not so bad because I don't have any morning classes, so nothing is too affected. but sometimes I just end up waking up an hour or two, like even if I set my alarm for seven,
1: so. Um, I also have a fear, well, no, I have a fear of um, sleeping through my alarm. So I set multiple ones, Um, but, Mm. In terms of, if I get less than seven hours of sleep, I get very cranky. I become very irritated when I wake up. Um, I, I definitely know that it affects my performance. So I know like, I can't focus uh, like very early in the morning. And like the afternoon drowsies are so bad. Um, and then I'll have coffee. But then since I am not a coffee drinker, it really affects my next day's sleep because then I'll stay up late. Mm. So uh, not good yeah. for me for um, not having loss of sleep. And... I, I I don't feel like I'm in a good mood personally when I don't get enough sleep. I just like feel really irritated when people ask me for simple things. Um, just can't focus on what I'm sitting or like have people to repeatedly tell me things. Um, it's not good. <laughs> and I, I'm very aware of that, so I'm making sure that I do get enough sleep.
0: Yeah, those are in terms of effects of uh you know not being able to sleep kind of early or on time. I think the thing I, I have as well in terms of um, waking up, I I also sleep through my alarms and it's, it's crazy. Sometimes I, I have to set like five alarms just to make sure, especially if there's an exam and I got to commute and if it's like an early exam, I really have to, you know, try to sleep early, even though I know I'll be studying kind of through the night, but you know, early into the morning, but Um. Yeah, just having enough alarms and making sure, because I, you know, I I tend to also fall asleep and you know just stay there through the alarm, even though the alarm is very loud. I don't know how I do it, but when you're tired, you know.
1: Do you guys have a a, alarm that you guys like to set it to, or like a song or a ringtone?
2: I think I use the default one for my phone. But it does sound like it's pretty melodious. so like maybe maybe that's my issue. Maybe I should make it more disruptive, so I'll like I'll hear it in like some half drowsy state.
1: What about you, Mike?
0: I usually have sort of a very calm kind of morning song, something. It's 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 always different, but I think something that I like listening to in terms of like it being in, it being something to help me be in a good mood. I don't know if that contributes to me being able to sleep through it. It might because again, it's 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 not very um or uh, like Merle said, it's uh
1: mm-hmm. you know it's not
0: very disruptive. It's just it's just kind of, you know, calming and just kind of like happy, -happy. but um, I've tried baby shark. So that's, that's been, yeah. Yeah. Baby shark has been um, pretty cool. You know, Um, that one kind of works, but I, I still kind of sleep through that sometimes, but, you know, I, I think generally, I think the alarm thing is, is, is either you're the type of person to, to, to wake up at every alarm. So, you know, you're, Less with the ability to just set one, but I think for most people, I, I would I would say that setting more than one alarm and, and setting it well ahead of time.
1: Yeah, is sort like of the usual. I I totally agree. Yeah. What I didn't realize that I actually found out from another friend was that she had set her alarm, and um, her room is pretty close to her sister's, so she would set her alarm off and also have it vibrate. And she would instinctively have to get up quickly because she didn't want the alarm to go off longer to wake up her sister. So that's oh, interesting. Okay. And um, because of COVID, it works really nice, it does, work. And like because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, everyone's been staying at home. Um, my alarm also vibrates, and I I've seen a lot of complaints from my brother whose room really, is really close, and he's like, "Dude, why are you taking your alarm? It goes off three times and it vibrates." Because he would wake up half an hour later than me. Um, so I am mindful of that too. Like when I wake up, I'm like, oh, I need to turn it off. And I need to get out of bed because it's going to wake him up as well. Um, maybe it's just me. But like that's what I think about as well. And I also like having my alarm set um, to read up the time out loud. Because sometimes um, I'll wake up at different times. Like maybe an hour later, an hour early. Wow. Or like if I know I have to get out of bed at a certain time, I want to know what time it is. Um, to also factor in how many minutes it'll take for me to get ready, right? So I think that's a new, new trick to set uh, for it to read out the time. So.
0: Mm. That's very interesting. I've, actually, that's kind of the first time I'm hearing that in terms of uh, the alarm, you wanting the alarm to not you know, wake up someone else. That's very, that's very kind of considerate, but it also kind of, it also works. To,
1: but don't wake you know, up stressed, yourself. that's the thing. You know, wake up because you need to wake up, but don't wake yeah. up like feeling anxious that you need to turn it off because you want to turn it Wake up so much,
0: so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's very true. And I didn't touch on it earlier, but in terms of just getting like less sleep, I feel I literally feel my brain kind of clogging up and and not being able to run smoothly. It's like on the highway, it's kind of like traffic. So in terms of if I get like nine hours of sleep, you know, it's smooth sailing. It's like no cars. You know, everything's everything's just good. You know, I can think straight. I can do things relatively efficiently and and be relatively productive. And anything kind of less than seven, you know, the the, the traffic kind of builds up in terms of just everyday thought processes, processes, and just kind of thinking things and doing things, it, it kind of just gets a tad slower. And I can kind of feel it being... I don't think that it affects kind of my overall productivity. I think I just do things at a more slower and, and kind of, you know, i kind of have a, a, maybe a small migraine in terms of how it is, how, how it affects me and, and my brain and all that. And I think it's, it's something that I think everyone feels in terms of just feeling different and obviously not feeling great and being a little cranky and, and having it, affect your mood i think there's so much to do with that that you know it, it's just the scientific side of things is there's, there's so much that proves um how how a lack of good sleep and in terms of quality quality and quantity how it relates to uh sickness and, and potential for to being susceptible yeah. to certain diseases and,
1: scary so yeah. treat it as if when you do get cranky or you don't feel sick you're in a good mood because you're a lack of sleep treat this as a sign you know that you you should get some more sleep you um, give yourself that nap if it gives you that extra boost Uh, but make sure that you do get regular sleep over time because um, I know one of the questions from that webinar about sleep they had said like if you lose so much sleep can you kind of recoup it and make it up the answer is no you can't recoup that lost Mm. sleep time so you really need to be delicate in terms of your sleep schedule because it can have long lasting impacts um, for simply not following a good sleep schedule. So just make sure that it is temporary if you are getting a lot of sleep and uh, it treat it as a sign that you need to put in more effort in giving yourself those firm blocks of sleep time so you can hit those sleep cycles.
0: For sure. I think, I think just having that being, um, a fairly important mindset among, you know, other things to consider, I I think just general health, a lot of it has to do with how you sleep and how much you sleep and when you're able to, and and just kind of, you know, just being, being fundamentally, obviously other things like diet and, and exercise and things like that are very, very important. Um, which is kind of the the one thing that I did want to mention in terms of yoga and meditation, and how it could help. And just kind of, I think for me doing certain stretches and, and kind of light yoga before, and when I wake up kind of helps me, you know, f- kind of feel my body and, and kind of how, how, how it feels, you know, whether or not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe sore or something from working out or if, if, you know, I I didn't get such a good night's sleep, it's, you know, I could kind of just like just relax, I guess. And, and, you know, before sleeping, it's, it's very relaxing in terms of just doing any kind of basic yoga poses that I know just kind of doing that for even five to 10 minutes is is something that, and there's a lot of videos
1: on YouTube, uh, for, uh, on your bed stretches. So you might think like, Oh, you know, I have to do a stretch, I have to be on a yoga mat Mm. on the floor. Like, no, you can do it on your bed. Um, Really, really comforting, really, really mm, fun. Yeah. Um, and you can improve your flexibility over time. I've tried to do it in the evening, and I think that really adds on to your evening routine to get ready for bed. Um, highly recommend it. And mm-hmm. you'll feel less sore if you wake up. Like I would say, you know, sometimes when you ha- don't have a good night's to to sleep and you feel like sore because you're sleeping on some weird right. side, I think it definitely helps to stretch out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> R- right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so try it out. Um, I do have a quick question for everyone. Uh, how do you guys like to sleep? Do you guys like to sleep in your back or the side or on your belly?
0: I usually try uh, sleeping on my on my side. I, I can't really sleep on my back, but sometimes mm-hmm. I could if I'm really tired. I never really sleep on my belly because it's sort of. Like very very rarely, I'll kind of shift shift around and then I'll, I'll sleep in that position. But mainly, mainly on my side. I think I feel like a lot of people are kind of similar to that. But no. how about you guys? I'm
2: do? I'm personally like I'm like a tosser and turner. So I'll start on my side, then mm. flip to my stomach, then go to my back, then go back to the side. But then in the morning, I wake up on my back, so it's all good. I'm
1: mm. the same. <laughs>
0: yeah toss and turn whatever's (laughs) comfortable to be honest
2: as long as long as i can get to sleep the guess in some cases destination is more important than the journey in this one case
0: (laughs) right it's a great way of putting it that was good um yeah i think sleep in terms of like Um, getting the right temperature that you kind of feel relaxed in and you know being in kind of the position you've been used to which is obviously it's it's different for everyone but i think sleeping on your back and um on your side on i i think the left side is actually a bit better because it aligns your organs a bit better than the right that's so interesting i
2: i read this like chain email when I was like fourteen that it's worse to sleep on. I maybe it shouldn't maybe not the most credible source of information. Um but I I heard that Mm. like sleeping on your left side reduces your lifespan. Something like that. It just because like I don't know, because your heart's there. Something like that.
1: That's that's not good. I sleep on my left. (laughs) (laughs) Well We'll, we'll back
0: um, that later. same i'll find
1: out <laughs> hope you guys
2: live long happy lives
1: <laughs>
0: thank you <laughs> yeah yeah i think you know studying up on the positions obviously is important but i think that overall if you just sleep the way that you want to and you know the way that you've been used to is is just kind of the most important thing So we're kind of almost 40 minutes in. I want to kind of just briefly touch upon, I think we talked about most of the things that uh, I want to talk about. If I think I, I noticed Amanda has a lot of sort of resources. Is there anything in terms of, um, you know, the sleep tips, um, some of the other notes in terms of, you know, the sleep app or whatever, or the zone Nap. What do you kind of want to um, talk about I just there? want to
1: shout out Ryerson. In 2019, we had a zone-nap space. So I remember seeing this in, like, a newsletter, that during the winter exam season in April, uh, they had, like, this room that was available. I think I had, like, maybe five to six kids. and it said ten. Ten students um, were able to go into this room and take a nap for 30 minutes. I remember reading about that in an email, and I was like, that was pretty neat. So um, Ryerson knows... And and Ryerson actually has, like, a research center on sleep. Um, So it's pretty unique uh, that Mm. Ryerson is really involved in making sure that we do get sleep as students. Um, And I would just say, like, yeah, there's a lot of podcasts and resources on how to um, catch up on your sleep and how to improve your sleep schedule. Um, So there's a lot to check out.
0: That's really cool. I didn't notice the thing about – I Zone think map, it was, like, Casey. a
1: pilot for, I want to say, maybe one or two years, but it was only during the exam season in the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, my only concern with that was that mm-hmm. I remember some of my friends had signed up, but they weren't too sure because um, you would have your stuff there. So I think you would bring it in, but people were afraid, like, if you took a nap. Remember, like, you're not supposed to nap in the seat because people might steal your stuff. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know, but it seemed like a pretty cool initiative. And I think they had, I want to say, like, lazy man chairs or like there are nice chairs so you can sleep on so that was pretty cool Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what about you Meryl
2: any resources Mm -hmm. I know of um well I think there's um this app um so it's not a resource from Ryerson but um There's this app, I forgot what it's called. It's a meditation app, and they do have a couple meditations that make you focus for a couple minutes at a time. For a while, I used to use it to fall asleep because they have one that goes on for two minutes, and it's titled Falling Asleep. So um, if you need a more focused approach to sleeping, I'd recommend that. It could help.
0: that's very interesting i think one of the fun questions that i really want to get to um perfect segue in terms of the notes what is where is the best place to sleep on campus you know throw throw it back to before quarantine and and when we were you know on campus and doing our thing if you'd get tired you know what was it what was like your spot
1: um i may be kind of basic but i think it was on the fifth floor fifth floor and also sixth floor so like the beach and like that other floor um there was like these chairs that looked like people but they would kind Mm -hmm. of be lied laid back um and they were like in the corner so you know when you get off of the fifth floor and then you turn left and it was like before those meeting rooms there's like that weird section before going to the tables there's that corner where there's like bean bags and like that person chair that kind of looks like a lawn chair but it's more flat that is one of the best places to sleep because people won't bother you. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, people actually sleep there. Ah. yeah.
2: I, I don't know. If mine is really a good place because for me, I guess I'm just like self conscious about people seeing me openly sleep. So I'd probably like I go. I forget what floor is the is orange floor.
1: I, yeah, is okay. that fifth? Is it the one
2: that's... So I. So if I wanted to take, like a, like, a nap in between studying, I'd usually be in one of those booths, and then I'd just, like, fall, like, on sleep on the desk, and everyone would just leave me alone. So um, it's effective, like, for very quick power naps in between long, long sessions.
1: Okay. What about you, Mike?
0: Mm. That's very interesting. I have kind of napped well the 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 one thing that i would say is 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 my favorite place to sleep on campus is the trsm couches on the first floor or the seventh sorry the seventh floor of trsm there's uh, the um, Mm -hmm. the kitchen i believe ted's kitchen and sort of close to that is you know a bunch of couches and i think just You know, just sitting there and obviously, you know, hugging my bag so that nobody, (laughs) nobody tries, obviously. Don't get mugged. Exactly. I think Ryerson, you know, most people are pretty nice, but, you know, hug the bag and then just kind of, um, just kind of make myself as comfortable as I can, even sitting down. I think, you know, I'm the type of person that even on an airplane, on a plane ride, I can pretty much just fall asleep relatively fine. And uh, yeah, I think that's sort of like the spot where I fell asleep most.
2: I sure. I just thought of an other, another place. I, I guess I just forgot it because it's so secret. I forgot it. So mm-hmm. I used to go to the center for safer sex so I'm, for a bit because I used to kind of volunteer there. It is so relaxing because almost no one goes there and they have like full couches. So I, it's one of those places where you feel really relaxed because at max, it'll be, like, two people in the room or something. And so you don't feel worried about someone stealing your bag or something. Um, so that was one of my favorite is places to article? just nab. If I went. Um, what is that building that, like... I forget what the building's called. That's my problem. I don't know what anything's called. Um, but it was also the same building as the place where they give out free food. Give out free food on campus. Yeah.
0: The right. uh, RSU building? It they have soup and things like that. It's wonderful. probably
2: that. That's probably it. But yeah, it was
0: yeah. very, okay.
2: very relaxing. Very giving ease of mind. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: I'm glad to hear that it works for you. I think the one thing about napping, I guess, now that we're attending Zoom University like everyone else. Um how how would you say in terms of if you let's say for example you don't get such a good night's sleep, would you would you plan to nap uh during the day in terms of the afternoon or something like that? Or would you just kind of say, you know, I want to sleep early and then kind of just power through it, maybe get a coffee or something, and when the caffeine wears off, you know, you're able to sleep. How do you kind of manage that, and what do you do usually? Um, I think for me,
1: so I don't usually drink coffee, but if I'm, like, very, very tired, I will. Uh, It depends how many breaks I get in between my classes. Um, If it's, like, an hour, we'll try to nap. Uh, but most cases, I'll just try to power through. And if I really can't handle it, I'll actually just hop off the Zoom call and take a nap. And hopefully, the the class is recorded because I just if there's no point in me if I'm not focused to be there.
2: Yeah. Um, I I prefer to take naps because um there's there's no way I'm going to be able to complete the tasks I want to do if I don't get enough sleep. That's just the way my body is. It gets sore. I'm cranky da da. -da -da -da. So might as well just give me the little boost I need and then try and, you know, sleep on time for that night. Can't like recoup the past sleep as Amanda said, but so you just have to kind of try and make reparations for it uh, during the day.
0: Mm-hmm. I think for myself, I usually... If I even get less than... I want to say seven hours of sleep, I will most certainly try to fit in um, time for a nap. Even if it's late. Just... Well, it depends how late. But I think before 4 p.m. or something like that, uh, usually I'll try my best to nap maybe for half an hour or something. I know that. The very um the very efficient thing that goes that you know, I've heard about napping is um to nap fifteen minutes to twenty minutes and, and kind of wake up and then you'll be pretty good. But I don't I don't know. I can't nap for that short of time and kind of yeah. feel the, the
2: I heard benefits. that was called like a power nap, like the actually scientific proven yeah. best time to avoid feeling groggy. What I
1: heard was that the best time was right. twenty six minutes. Um, but they said there's this thing you can try called a cappuccino. So you have a cappuccino or two strong teeth. So anything that's equivalent Mm -hmm. to 200 milligrams of caffeine. And then right after you finish drinking it, you go Mm -hmm. and take a 20 minute nap because that's the time it takes for you to to actually absorb that caffeine. So by the time you wake up from your mini nap, you'll actually be more energized and won't feel drowsy because the caffeine has hit you. Um, I haven't personally tried it yet, but I think that helps really solve the problem of the drowsiness I experience when you wake up from a nap. Um, worth a shot if you think it helps. Yeah, nappuccinos, very interesting.
0: Yeah, that is very interesting. My, I, I have a friend who tried that, and he told me about it. And he, well, he called it a coffee nap, which you know, nappuccino, coffee nap. You know, it is the same thing. I think it's. Uh, it's very interesting how that works. I mean, I don't I don't really like to drink um caffeine all that often and when I drink tea it's it's it doesn't really do much in terms of um you know keeping me awake. It does a little bit, but um it's it's nothing. It's more for just kind of feeling relaxed and you know doing that. But I think that's a very interesting thing kind of just to try if you're a coffee drinker, coffee lover. And um, you just have that caffeine kick in while you sleep and then you get the benefit of the nap. And then now you're also kind of energized with uh, with the caffeine. I think that's very interesting. A
1: lot of tri- uh, tips and tricks that we really shared in this podcast. So hopefully you guys can take away something from this.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, just sleep is such a such a common kind of issue that really everyone deals with, to be honest, depending on your occupation or, or your, um you know, what you do for school and, and just kind of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, everything that goes about people's busy lives and, you know, especially for students who,
1: you know, yeah. have um, to study. And, the thing with sleep is that it should happen once every day, at least. So if you don't get it right today, you can get it right tomorrow. Right. Right. <laughs> So, you know, if you don't get those seven <laughs> hours to sleep, well, try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What are you going to change to make it happen and make sure you get those hours? Um, you, get, you get at least one attempt a day. So try your best, you know, and also don't be proud of yourself. Like,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: Wise words <laughs> of advice. <laughs> I'm not sure why I paused there. It, it, it was... <laughs> Very wise, very
0: <laughs> words. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, cool. Is there
1: anything
0: else? Thank you for sharing that. Um, um I think we just about covered most most things. There's a course about sleep, PSY six eight two. It's very interesting. Um you know, if you're <laughs> Maybe it'll help. I think if you're just generally interested in psychology, like this is a very good course. But I'm not in psychology, oh, so I, I, unfortunately, I would not. People know.
1: can also take supplements. So um, taking melatonin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I haven't personally taken it, um, but I do know mm, it works. Yeah. But my only precaution with that is that uh, you should slowly like roll off of it, right? So don't take it every day. Like you don't you shouldn't need to rely on it, but it's yeah. definitely like a booster to help you sleep. So that can be an option.
0: that is true i feel like i've never tried it i know of people who who have tried it and it's 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 been good Mm -hmm. but then they end up kind of relying on it and that's that's how it kind of gets bad and and you obviously i don't think it's if you rely on it like don't feel bad that's sort of something that naturally happens but in terms of taking care of yourself and and sleeping naturally and, and Having the There's mindset also to. also,
1: natural, kind of not use I guess, it. melatonin, mm-hmm. which I've heard people yeah. will eat like dark red cherries. So, eating dark mm-hmm. red cherries at night might help you sleep. Oh. Uh, so, maybe that's an alternative you can try as well.
0: That is a very interesting tip. If you're into cherries, you know, and you have trouble sleeping, that's, there you go. I think that's, yeah. Eating things with natural melatonin—that's very interesting. I think. Thank you for bringing that up. That's—I think people will be glad to kind of hear that, and not relying like a, a a pill slash supplement to to get your melatonin. Um, yeah, I think um, that kind of covers it. Um, as for what I wanted to mention, is there anything else? You know, kind of any other questions that you, know, you guys just want to have?
1: Uh-huh. Not really, but do you mind if we do a quick shout-out to our student group? All right.
0: Shameless promo. I know know I'm (laughs) all
1: about that. So, (laughs) I (laughs) want you guys to do it. (laughs) But, like, not to steal your idea. But um, the Ryerson Campus Lions Club is going to start doing kind of like a lunch and learn Instagram live podcast-like series um, this coming month. Um, Hopefully it's to share more about what Lions Club is. So we are like a volunteering and humanitarian organization, an international organization. So there's various Lions Club around the world. We have different global values like childhood cancer, um, diabetes, the environment. These are some of our causes that we like to focus on. Um, And as a campus club at Ryerson, uh, we just want to do some volunteering work. We also want to do some fundraising. uh, And we also like to get involved in what we can, whether it be local or global. So not a lot of people know about Lions Club, um, but we have been in Canada for the past 100 years. So with this podcast series, we will be interviewing different Lions Club across Ontario um, and really share their story about what kind of activities have they done. They've done like fundraising, they've done walks, um, and what does Lions Club mean to them, and how you can get involved with Ryerson Campus Lions Club. So this is a great way to just like connect with us, um, listen about what we do, and yeah, Gerald, is there anything else you want to add?
2: well um i would like to second all that all that amanda said as i'm also part of rclc but i also wanted to give a shout out to my mm-hmm. club um are are you table talk and so basically it's um based off of um jada jada smith's um table talk which focuses on having conversations about pretty much any topic under the sun it's supposed to not necessarily promote debate, but opening yourself up to different perspectives. So, we too um, will be having a podcast very soon. So keep a lookout for that, and just follow us on Instagram for more so updates. That's
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you so guys want, for, yeah plug in the uh, Instagram Campus Lions Real Club, quick. It's RC Lions Club. Um, also, Ryerson Campus Lions Club on Facebook, or so on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also
2: LinkedIn, um, you can check us out there. And for RU Table Talk, we are at RU underscore Table Talk. So pretty self-explanatory.
0: There you go. Go follow it. You heard him. You heard everyone. And for, you know, SWS, it's SW, at SWS Ryerson for Facebook and Instagram. Um, come give us a follow if you kind of enjoy what we're doing, and um, yeah, I'm very glad we kind of have um, just sort of all these groups that are still kind of sort of doing the best to operate and during Zoom University times. And um, one thing I did want to ask Amanda is um, if you could just kind of touch upon how you would be able to volunteer um, during the pandemic mm-hmm. and
1: um, kind of the ways the to pandemic, go about it. We uh, we still did online fundraising, um, but in some aspect, we wanted to include that in-person mm-hmm. portion. Of course, it was following, um, safety guidelines, um, but we would do, like, drop-off pickups for certain things. So, um, we had did a Krispy Kreme sale, I think it's September, so we are fundraising money, um, selling our friends and family across Toronto, um, dozens of donuts. So, we would pick them all up, and then we would drop them off at their house, um, so that was kind of like the in-person aspect of volunteering. Um, this semester is gonna look a little bit different because of what's going on right now. But uh, in terms of volunteering, it can be other ways such as like a marketing campaign or even having discussions around what kind of webinars do we wanna share with the, with the university and with our community such as like a diabetes awareness campaign, a webinar of some sort as well. Um, so there's different avenues we have explored with having virtual um, events. Uh but it is more so I guess leaning towards the marketing side now and having those conversations and, and doing like um online fundraising.
0: Mm, that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, so before we go, um just wanna give, you know, very very big thank you to our two guests who came. And um, we're very glad to, you know, have different points of view from different students and and just be able to talk. And hopefully we'll see you here again sometime else um, for episode four or maybe something near the future. You know, we'd love to kind of have you back and just have more conversations. But um, yeah, that's, that's basically it for what I wanted to kind of touch upon. Are, are there any final words in terms of what we want to say? And then... Well, sort of things like that i want to say is
1: like, thank you so much mike for having us um really really cool initiative you guys going got going on we're totally going to share it as well we'd love to be back and to hopefully talk about some other topics related to stress and well-being um uh respect your sleep time that's mm-hmm. all i have to say respect yourself respect your sleep time give yourself that extra nap if you need to if it makes you more productive for sure um and yeah, don't be afraid to open up on conversations to talk mm-hmm. about sleep with other people. And maybe you'll find some neat tra- tips and tricks to hold each other accountable as well.
2: well. Couldn't have said it better myself. So yeah, to any listeners out here, I challenge you to go to bed on time.
1: A time. That is
2: all.
0: <laughs> that is all, exactly get your sleep stay healthy you know feel healthy you know physically and mentally in terms of just being students and you know it's a tough age and especially with the pandemic going on and things like that you know definitely do your best to also social distance and stay safe you know don't go outside if you don't have to um and um just kind of keep doing you and
1: catch them z's
0: get your sleep got to get your sleep catch some z's anyways so I think it's a pretty appropriate time to end it uh, right around here. Thank you guys again so much for just appearing and um that will be all. Um stay tuned for episode 4 and um thank you bye yeah, thank you guys for listening. Okay. That is all. Thank you. Bye bye.